Yo, what's going on, guys? This is the Carson Clinic Talk Show, episode number 90. Episode number 90. Now, this is going to be the second episode out of the five episodes that I'm going to be publishing. Um, basically, back to back to back to back to back. Five straight in the next couple of hours for you guys. And be aware, because I'm going to be posting them on my social media for you guys to check out. And yeah, so the second episode slash video whatever you want to call it is going to be about what i think about hard knocks los angeles with both loss going over both los angeles chargers and the los angeles rams episode three that premiered on tuesday and i i i i I taped it but i watched it uh yesterday on wednesday and i'm just gonna be telling you guys what i think about it and i'm gonna be telling you guys some of my thoughts i had on it my reviews i had on it from both the Chargers and the Rams, different things from the Chargers and the Rams. It's I'm going to split them up. I'm going to start with the Chargers, talk about them, and then talk about the Rams. But yeah, this episode is just going to be about Hard Knocks Los Angeles, episode number three that premiered on Tuesday. I'm just going to be telling you guys some of my thoughts I had on it and where I really thought about it and some of my takeaways I had on it from both the Chargers and the Rams. And yeah, guys, but... I want, and I'm gonna and let's get straight into it. But before I want to get straight into it, I'm gonna go over a couple of things. And guys, and here, here, and here it is, guys. If you're listening to this, please tell your mom, your dad, your mom, your your mom, your dad, your uncle, your aunts, any uncle and grandfather, grandma, whatever. Your any your friends, your close friends, your close family, your second cousins, whatever. Anyone who you apparently associate yourself with, please. Tell them about my podcast so they can listen to it. So they, so you guys, by doing that, will help me get more listeners. So I can then furthermore grow my podcast, and then will make me determined. And then I'll give you the content you guys want, and keep posting great, great content for you guys. But that cannot happen if if I don't get more viewers and listeners. So guys, please tell your friends, your family, anyone who you associate yourself with about my podcast. If they're sports fans, they're big NFL or college football fans, please tell them about this because they will definitely love my content and enjoy it. And yeah, guys, just letting you guys know that it's a help me help you concept. So guys, just please do that for me, guys. Please help me grow my channel and then I'll give you the content you guys really, really love and deserve. And yeah, guys, now that I got that out of the way, let's get straight into it. Three, two, one. Here we go. So, Hard Knocks Los Angeles with both the Chargers and Rams, episode number three, premiered on Tuesday. And yes, guys, I did watch it. I watched. I did reviews on episode one and two the Wednesday after the Tuesday premiere. That, that episode premiered on that Tuesday. Premieres every Tuesday. It, it has been... Um, it's it's been premiering ever since about two weeks ago. It premiered about sixteen days ago. It premiered on the Tuesday. Um, the two like go back two days, two weeks um, before the Tuesday two days ago. So it premiered about a week, um, about two and a half weeks. Uh, a little under two and a half weeks. It premiered a little bit under two and a half weeks ago. But episode three premiered two days ago on two, on a Tuesday night at 10 p.m. And I taped it, but I watched it yesterday on Wednesday. And it was great. 
Uh, I watched it last night. It was absolutely freaking unbelievable. One of the best ones. I think it might have been the best one so far, but it was definitely one of them. But let's start with the Los Angeles Chargers. Some of the thoughts I had on it and really what I thought, you know, they put together well for that Hard Knocks episode. Really, I thought what I enjoyed from watching from the Chargers side of the Hard Knocks episode yesterday. I really enjoyed this one thing because they were, and here's some things that they were doing. I thought they were really determined and the intensity was rising heavily. You can definitely, by watching it, know that with both teams, from both the Chargers perspective with Anthony Lynn running his team and from the Rams perspective with Sean McVay running his team, you can definitely know and tell that the intensity, not just from the players and the coaches, the players, uh, the players, the coaches are yapping and yelling at their players. A lot of stuff is happening. A lot of sparks, fireworks are happening. Boom, boom, boom. You can tell as the season rolls around, technically about 14 days from now, the Thursday in two weeks, two thir- one, two Thursdays from now. Not the, not the Thursday from one week from now, because today's Thursday, but in two weeks from now, the NFL kicks off with a doubleheader. And wow, I cannot wait. My beloved Philadelphia Eagles, my favorite team in the NFL, kicks off about 18 day, about 17 days from now. On two weeks from now would be the premier NFL kickoff with the doubleheader. I think Chiefs and Texans are one of them. Or yeah, I have to see. But and then three days from then, which would be 17 days from now, the Eagles are heading to Washington to play. New coach and Ron Rivera and his Washington Redskins team are going into the season with no um, with no Darius Geis because of the incident that happened, and was, he was terrible for doing that. But they do have Dwayne Haskins and they do have Alex Smith coming back. And I've of course a couple weeks he got the okay from Ron Rivera to begin football drills again and getting within the works of this football team again, and I'm very happy for him for, you know, it's hard to have that type of confidence and and head. It's type of to have that belief. It's hard to have that belief in, in returning because the injury he had was far worse than Joe Theismann's injury that happened in 1988, 30 years later. On the same, I think it was even... It was the same. Uh, I think it was the same side of the field as well. Um, but I think Joe Theismann got injured. It was a. I think it was a primetime game against the um, Giants, and I think Lawrence Taylor did like hit him really hard in, in the lower second half of your body, lower part, and hit his leg really hard and. It snapped or something, and it bent weirdly. But, um, yeah, it, roughly 30 years later, I think it was on the same exact date, um, Alex Smith had a really more severe injury and a terrible injury that set him back for over a year and a half, over almost two years, almost two years. And then he finally gets the okay to come back and play. And and I, I, I'm at a loss of words because... I'm I'm actually shocked. When I heard he gets okay to come back, I was happy because I believed in him to come back, and I love him as a player. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL. Alex Smith is someone I've always enjoyed.
Um, Captain Checkdown. In other words, Alex Smith is someone I is that's a nickname. Is always someone I've always loved. Um, giving my time in the world to watch. He's a great quarterback. He he's not great actually. He's a good quarterback. It's just he hasn't had a lot of success in the playoffs. Of course, in 2017, his best year was in 2017, where he, with. Andy Reid and the Chiefs, where he led his team to the playoffs. And that year, I think he might have had the highest and best passer rating and size quarterback, or best pass rating in the NFL. But, um, yeah, back to the hard knocks. One thing I really noticed is the... Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver coach uh, Phil McGoff Phil McGoffin McGoffin or McGoffin whatever was harping and getting and yelling at the re- receivers at the Chargers receivers that he was yelling at um, Keenan Allen Mike Williams he's yelling at all of them even though definitely Keenan Allen was doing his job blocking low. Um, one of the other receivers wasn't. It wasn't Mike Williams because he always blocks well. But it was one of the other receivers besides Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. But yeah, Phil McGoffin was was uh, harping. Uh, the wide receiver coach for the Chargers was harping, getting on yeah, the Charger receivers for blocking. He even showed a, a play of film that one of the receivers missed his job and missed uh, a great. It would have had a great attempt and chance to block someone to make a play to create a lot of space. So yeah, that's one thing I noticed, and that's one thing people always, you know, don't think about, and it's underestimated. It's kind of underrated in terms of wide receiver. People always think you have to have great hands, and you do. You have to have really good hands. You have to have um, terrific route running, but you also have to have great footwork, and you also have to have Great, you have to have be really built, be really strong, and be able to handle the pressure. Um, be able to use your hands, be able to use tactics, and be able to, you know, be really smart and tangible, and really know what you're doing. And you just have to be really developed. And you have to have, you also have to have really good technique to get out of the press. When they when corners press you within five yards, that's an NFL rule. They press you within five yards. When they get past five, five yards, they have to let you go. But yeah, one thing I always thought was underrated to to note and put down to be one of the um, things you have to be, have to be really good as a wide receiver is blocking. You have to be good in the blocking game to help block for your team to create holes and running lanes for your running back. And or if it's a quarterback sneak or a quarterback run, you gotta help block there too. That's one an underrated part of being a great wide receiver is blocking really well. And had right after that session that the wide receiver coach Phil Phil McGoffin or McGoffin whatever McGoffin um, yelled at them at, and I was breaking down what they need to do well, and that's blocking, or else they. He, and he was even cussing, kept saying the f word. He's like this, that, all that. But um. And of course, right after that, the next practice, I think was the next day, Keenan came out and blocked really well. He blocked Chris Harris really well. Um, Keenan was blocking really, really well. Really, really well. 
He blocked Casey Hayward really well. Wow, Chris Harris was blocked. I mean, Keenan Allen was blocking really well. And speaking of Chris Harris, just like I said, the intensity was rising, and the players were joking around, and that's what I like to mention. The players were joking around as well. As Chris Harris and Keenan Allen also at a point sometime in the episode and during practice were joking around about how they used to have former matchups that because when Chris Harris was on the Broncos, that's in the AFC West division. It's the Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, and Chiefs. Those four teams are in the AFC West. And when Chris Harris was a corner for the Broncos, he was great for a decent amount of years. And what when they played the Chargers twice a year and played and when Chris Harris was always matching up on the Chargers wide receiver one because he Chris Harris is the best corner was the best corner on the Broncos at the time. He was always matching up on always matching up on the wide receiver one for the Chargers, and that was key. Now, and they always matched up every year for a, a decent amount of years. And Chris Harris was always joking around. He was trash talking, and he was like, and Chris Harris was like, Chris Harris was trash talking. He was saying how he was locking Keenan Allen up usually during every matchup, and how Allen was, and then Keenan Allen was saying how. He was making great catches, and he was beating Chris Harris on some occasions during those matchups. And they also, after that, when they were talking trash, they also, after that, they matched up in practice, and they showed you it live, basically. They showed you it when they matched up and went to practice for the, both on the Chargers. Chris Harris lined up at corner guarding Key Noun. Key Noun beat him well. Um, Chris Harris made some plays. Chris Harris made some you know, decent tackles, made some... But but uh, made some some deflections. But Chris Harris did a decent job on some plays. But there was one play where Keenan Allen got straight off the line of scrimmage and got there quick. Um, and he had a great move. He did a, a, a he did what I call one two. He did right left one step right next step left. But he shifted to the right and got inside leverage. He shifted into the right and got inside leverage. And then went out and then did – he shifted in and got inside leverage and went in and got inside leverage. Then he did one step in and then one step out. But this – but mind you, this is not slow. This is not in slow motion. This is really quick. He did one step in, one step out, and then another step out. Like – and then – or he did, he did in, out, one step in, and then quick one step out. Or I think it was one step in. One step out, and then one step out again, or something. But he made Chris Harris stumble, and you may, if you make a former, um, a decent amount of years, who a decent amount of Pro Bowl corner, Chris Harris stumble, who's one of the best, is up there with the among the best corners in the league. Um, obviously, he's not um, Stephon Gilmore, not as good as Stephon Gilmore, not as good as Jalen Ramsey. Um, he's up there with Marshawn Lattimore, Tre'Davious White, and then and Richard Sherman. Now, but obviously. <laughs> that was great. That was a great route. It was great footwork. And it was honestly beautiful. He didn't get the ball, but he was wide open on the slant. It was a great quick slant. Got it in Chris Harris on him. And those two are used to those matchups because, well, like I mentioned, Harris it was from the Broncos, AFC West, like I was talking about. Chargers and Broncos are in the same division with the Raiders and Chiefs as well. I mean, those two are used to playing with each other. They Full around, they think it's fun, they think it's a joke, but at the end of the day, it's all love. They trash talk, too, like they do, like they've done in the games at each other, they yap at each other, but at the end of the day, it's all love. It's all fun. They're, they're great friends. 
And another thing for the Chargers is they were also going over how Melvin Ingram, who's a great linebacker for the Chargers, was attending Chargers practices. Now, everyone talks to me. You know how, like, Ezekiel Elliott last year held out? And how Dalvin Cook last year held out? Or, I mean, how Dalvin Cook this year was going to hold out, but, but he eventually didn't. But... Actually, Melvin Ingram did the opposite. He held in. He was holding out for his contract, but he went and attended the Chargers' practices, but just helped help the other linebackers and helped the other players. He, like, coached them, basically. He was, like, an assistant coach for a few practices until he got his guaranteed salary and the money he was okay with. And when he got that guaranteed salary, after he got the guaranteed salary, the next day, he, it was on Hard Knocks. You, Melvin Ingram came out like he was not coaching. It was not Melvin Ingram came out like he did not just coach the team yesterday instead of playing. He came out the next day with a a helmet on that had a crazy visor. It was really cool, and he had gloves on, and he had a great, a really cool looking mouth guard. He came out ready, and even in the walkthrough, and then even in the conditioning, he looked not only subpar. He looked great in the drills. He looked great with the swim moves. He looked great. He looked great. And then, obviously, when they went over the plays, like, scout team, like, offense versus defense. So it was one of the last plays, and it, they, um, Anthony Lynn said it was, like, third and four. It was, like, third and, and something. And it was the last play of the game to win the game. And I think the offense was down or something. But I think... Anthony Lynn just, it was a situational call. I don't think it, they really were scoring all that much, but I think it was the last play, and apparently if they got, the defense got stopped and they won. But, yeah. And I think Tyrod wanted a check down, but Melvin Ingram off the edge, he realized, hey, I'm not going to rush you, Tyrod Taylor. You were in shotgun, you had a lot of time in the pocket, and I know where you want to go. And once he saw Tyrod Taylor's eyes go to Eckler, ho-ho, he knew what was coming. Or it might have been Eckler or... No, I think it might have been Eckler or one of their other running backs. But Melvin Ingram bid a little bit, one step in, then he went right out once he saw Tyrod... Tower Taylor's eyes go to the running back for a little drop-off check down. And then he jumped it. It was a great catch. He rised up and caught it for the and he picked it off and took it back all the way to the house. And it was unbelievable. Like man, that was a great play. And guys, those are some of the things I thought that I really liked from Los Angeles Chargers. Parts of the episode of the episode three of Hard Knocks yesterday. On to the Rams. Now, the, I'm just going to do one real thing that I really like from the Rams, and it was they had their first scrimmage at their new home stadium, SoFi Stadium, that they finally just built. They had the first scrimmage there. It was unbelievable. It's great locker rooms. It's huge. Um, it, it honestly looks unbelievably great. And the scrimmage was live for the most part, except for when the quarterback was going to be sacked because they didn't want to get Jared Goff. McVay didn't want to risk anything with Jared Goff. And of course, from right from the jump, from the first series, Aaron Donald was dominating, getting past any and every offensive lineman in his way. And he had like, on the whole first half, he had like around 10 or so sacks on 
Jared Goff, but of course McVay blew the whistle and said, blue whistle, which meant stop. That's the end of the play before the hit because he didn't want Aaron Donald to hit Jared Goff. So he did that before every play that Aaron Donald had a sack, but that still counted as a sack. It would have been a sack if they were hitting. But yeah, Aaron Donald <laughs> was dominating, absolutely. And then at halftime, coming into the second half, and during the second half, the developmental group came in. It was called the developmental players. Coach said, McVay said, developmental group, go in. They're development, developmental players. And what developmental means, hence, is hence the rookies or the younger players that are trying to prove themselves that don't get that much playing time. And for one, Clayton, and, and for one, um, Clayton Johnston, uh, he was a rookie linebacker. He might have been from the 6th or 7th round draft. But he played. Um, he, he, he struggled to start. Clayton Johnson struggled to start. I mean... I mean, Clay Johnston. Clay Johnston. My bad. Clay Johnston is a rookie linebacker for the Rams. And when he came in for that second half developmental group, um, he definitely struggled. You can definitely tell he struggled for the first couple of plays. But he made the best out of it. And during... A play down the stretch of the second half, maybe it was the th late fourth or late third quarter. He made a great play and made an absolutely great sack. I mean, I mean, I made an, I mean, I made an absolutely great tackle, and it was unbelievable. It, he he wasn't assisted. Another person, another player assisted him with the tackle, but he was the first one to get there, and he would have got the tackle if it was a real game. But yeah, and yeah, guys, those are the things I really liked and enjoyed, and just wanted to tell you guys. Things I really like from the episode 3 um, that premiered on Tuesday for Hard Knocks Los Angeles with both the Chargers and Rams. And yeah, guys, I pretty much wrap things up, and I'll talk to you guys later.